Well, welcome to the podcast. My name is John Mayfield. Thank you so much for joining. I am so excited today. I have my good friend, Carla Cross. I've known Carla for a number of years. And now I got my license in 1978 at the age of 18. Some of you are trying to figure out how old I am, but Carla beats me. She's had her license longer than 1978. We were, I was just asking her and she said she thought maybe 1973 or 1974. But here's what I appreciate and love about Carla. She, when you started out, I'm sure you wanted to soak up all you could about real estate and how to make money and be a great agent and broker. And you're still doing that today, 50 years later, or however many years, 48 (laughs) years later. But you and I both have that same passion. We're not from the school of, well, that's the way we did it when we first got our license. We're some of many of those strategies still work, but there's so many other new things, and we love real estate. And that's what I appreciate about you, Carlin. So I'm excited you're going to share with our agents today and those listening just some of the things that you would encourage them to do as a new agent. So, first of all, welcome and thank you for joining. Oh, you're so welcome, John. And I actually remember John and I have done several of these kinds of things together and worked in different associations and things. And John, I'll never forget, that was a high compliment you gave me uh, much earlier, years ago, was that I pretty much stayed contemporary and thought of the next thing. Um, Because that always drives me crazy when people are like, well, we've always done it this way. Right, yeah, exactly. Don't change. But the fun is in adapting all these things and helping different kinds of people. Exactly. In in order to do that, we not only need, I hope, to stay current, but to attempt to figure out what's coming next. Yes. So we can help people. That's what I like about John, too. Well, thank you. And I have one of Carla's books. She's she's written several books and many programs, but this is kind of uh, really one, I think, of your essential books for anybody. There's there's probably a couple of books out there that I tell everyone they should get. this right here up and running in 30 days. And I don't need, this is a 2017. You might have a newer version than that. I um, do. And, I'll and, show I you. Apo- <laughs> and I think you just sent that to me too. And I, and I grabbed the wrong book, but, okay. but it's been around. It's a good book and you keep it updated, but mm-hmm. I always tell people get Carla's book up and running in 30 days. And and I love Gary Keller's book, The Millionaire Real Estate Agent. But mm-hmm. you could show us your latest copy if you have it there. But in, uh, so, and we're on a podcast as well. But we also have this over on my YouTube channel, so you can check it out over there as well. Okay. But yeah. So, Carla, you know, where do you think new agents miss the mark, or what would you encourage them as a new agent? Here's what you need to be doing. Well, there's kind of two things that I told John I I would like to help you guys with. And the one is just some simple things that new agents should do in order to show their clients that they're on a professional path and they don't do them. And they're all free, except one, that could be free too. So I'd like to share that first. And then I'll share uh, the principles 
of the startup plan you all should be using, whether it's mine or someone else's. But if you don't use a startup plan, you're just always in confusion. It's like somebody that sits down, uh, I'm a musician, you know, somebody that sits down at the piano and doodles. There's no plan. There's right. no music. So let me start with uh, the five mistakes that rookies make and how to avoid them. And by the way, at the end, I'll show you where you can go get this stuff um, in, in more detail. But the first thing is, oh, John, this is so simple and they don't do it. Use a professional email address. You know, they do Yahoo or Hotmail and, you know, it drives me crazy. I'm sure it does you too. Is you try to email them and their, their, their email box is full. How professional. Or you email them and it's a, a Davy and Josie, yeah, 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 at Hotmail. No. Right. <laughs> or yesterday I got an email from an, she's, she's a new student. And, and so the email was a man's email address mm -hmm. and and I didn't know who it was. Well, it was her boyfriend's account that she's using, but you know, there you go. Just yeah. exactly what you said. And when you have the opportunity, use the company's email address that they give you. Why? Again, when you're new, I know, I know, you know, we get a lot of um, advice from her experienced agent show. Well, I wear a fishing hat when I go out. All right. Yeah, they can get away with a whole bunch of stuff that we can't get away with this new right. because we just appear dumb. Right. <laughs> so take advantage of that email address. It's free to you. Yes. Second thing is, oh, this is the same thing, John. Use a professional voicemail message. Oh, my gosh. Hi, this is David Joe. Get me, but I'm, I'm out fishing. Coming in. No, right. record that and actually practice it so that you sound professional and you want to talk to them. Some of them, and I hear you call them too. They go, Hi, this is Carla Cross. I'm barely alive now. Right. Yeah. But when <laughs> yeah. Or I'll try to call. I never say I'll try to call you back. That's like me saying I'll try to give your billfold back. So right. professional voicemail message. Don't make it very long, but precise and concise. Write the script, practice it a few times, and then do it. And listen to how other people do their voicemail messages. You'll get what I mean. You, can you know, I have to tell I you. I have to tell you a friend of mine. She just passed away. But every day she recorded a new voice message and she would say, hi, this is Sharon. Today is Tuesday, whatever day. And mm -hmm. just such an upbeat professional message. And you know what the, and I told, I told her husband, I was at the funeral home and I said, I always appreciated how Sharon always had a daily email or voice message. And he yes. said, you know, John, she did that up until the day she passed away, she wow. even as sick as she was in the hospital called and left a professional message. And I thought, wow. Um, but that, you know, to me, that was different. And I think mm -hmm. being professional mm -hmm. and different really makes you stand out. So if you can remember to do that, I've not done that because I'm afraid I will miss a day. But if you could remember to do that, I think, I think you're spot on with that suggestion. 
And, and whether or not you do every day, it also drives me crazy when they say, I'm out of the office until Monday, February 21st, and it's March 2nd. Yeah. So if, if you're if you're going to do the out of the office, be sure to put some note to yourself to say, you know, to change that. So they don't exactly. think you're on vacation for eight weeks. Exactly. <laughs> and then the next is, oh, this is another one. Create your biography right away. Now, if we went on to, and I've done this so many times, I go on to websites to look for agents and I always look to see who they are. If I don't know, I'm looking at their bio. Guess what, you guys? Probably 50, 75 per agents don't even bother with a bio. They don't, they don't, you know. And there are lots of challenges the way most bios are written. So if you go to my website, there is a thing there. And it's, I think it's a link in this handout that I'm going to give you that takes you to a place where you can see some bios, you can fill in uh, the parts for your bio. So your bio is client benefit centered, not all about you. So that's number three. Uh, Number four, this is only what costs any money or not. Create a professional headshot. I just went on a website uh, with about 200 agents on this website for this office. I was looking for an agent. I knew her first name, but I couldn't spell it. It was very different, right? And I thought, well, I know what she looks like. She's very attractive. I'll look on this site. So I did. She didn't have her picture. So I couldn't do it by what she looked like. And I finally figured it out because I went through all 200 people. And I found her name, right? So how many clients that you meet in open house are going to go through 200 people? So get your headshot. Get it everywhere. So if your manager says, I want this thing on this, 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 your bio should be here, this, this, make it the same bio so you're consistent and put it everywhere at the beginning. The last one is, uh, this is a little bigger, but it goes with everything, to create your professional brand. So if you do these things John and I are suggesting, you're going to start to look professional without, you're not you know, coming up with answers you don't know or anything like that. But you are looking like the professional that you're going to grow into being. And those are my five tips, all free. Yes, except those are great. Those are great. And, you know, just like uploading your headshot, mm-hmm. when I send a referral to another agent, if I'm looking through, there's a couple of things that I look for. Number one, I want to make sure they have a picture, but I'm also looking for someone who has a designation. Doesn't necessarily have to be someone who's been mm-hmm. in the business a long time, but mm-hmm. I like someone who's maybe gone on and gotten their ABR, which is the accredited mm-hmm. buyer uh, representative or the SRS, the seller's representative specialist or the EPRO or GRI. or And, mm-hmm. and I'm amazed, Carla, at how many agents do not put their photo up. The other thing, and I try to be real conscious of this and, and I need to do a better job is really I'm trying to match that photo with all of my social media, all of my Mm -hmm. profiles. And I need to really Mm -hmm. spend some time this week and make sure all of those are updated with the same photo, because to me, it gives that consistent look and it starts to build that brand just like Coca-Cola or, 
mm-hmm. know, KFC, they're, they're so specific about that brand. But, mm-hmm. you know, our photograph, if people start to say, oh, I seen that on LinkedIn, I saw that on Instagram, right. that's the same picture I see on the state realtor page. It just really mm-hmm. helps, I think. So I I think that's a, those are great five suggestions. So I, and like you said, that's not going to cost anybody anything just to have that professional email address. Mm-hmm. Um, now, what are your thoughts? And I know, um, as a broker, <laughs> I always wanted, I always required, it was company policy. My agents had a Mayfield RE website email address. Cause I wanted that synergy from the company, mm-hmm. but I was a little flexible. If an agent had their own domain Mm-hmm. to allow them to use it. Yeah. You know, sometimes agents do leave companies and it does, you know, it makes it a little challenging if you've used uh, brand X email mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden you switch to brand Y. But what are your thoughts on that? I mean, I know it's probably just per company or policy, but... Well, I understand uh, completely, you know, if an agent wants to use their their website email address. I mean, I do, you know, mine's carlofrost.com. On the other hand, if we're speaking of new agents, they they probably don't have their own website. And I believe, too, you can always take, even if you change companies, you can always take that email. This correct, John, you know more than I, but I think you can take that email and point it to your new email. Right. So you're you're never going to lose that. But I would say just generally take every advantage, free advantage you can to hook on to your brand. Yeah, or or at least your company's brand. But I'm with you. Stay away from the Yahoo or the Hotmail or the Gmail. I know some people think Gmail's a little bit more better, but still in all, you're promoting Gmail, not Mayfield RE or Global Real Estate School. Or yeah. Arla and what Cross. a family has is, yeah, and my family probably has a Gmail account, but you don't. So the second thing, and John held up, uh, that is great. John, actually, th- this is the sixth edition of Up and Running. I'm not sure I, I sent that to you, but I will. Okay. That's, okay. Two minutes ago. And um, so Dearborn Publishing, who's my publisher, asked me to to update this about every five years. And so I really enjoy it because I get to think of the new stuff with keeping the principles. So I'd like to just quickly tell you whether you use, this is the business startup plan with some training, but whether you use mine or somebody else's. So for a new agent, and I just did um, a coaching session for my new agents in the online version of this called Up and Running in Real Estate, which I just say is the book on steroids. So right. what they were telling me, because I was reviewing, they're all both starting. I was reviewing the startup plan. And what they said was, oh, my gosh, when I read the priorities, I found out I wasn't doing the priorities. I was staying in get ready to get ready work. And so it's really important that you start from the beginning with a startup plan to teach you the priorities, how to think, how to be a business person. Right. So a good startup plan needs to have a first, a prioritized lead generating plan so that you start with the easy stuff, the stuff that would give you the best results for the least money, because we don't have any money pretty much when we're new. 
and you can build from that. So a good prioritized lead generation plan leads you in the right direction rather than throwing it all up and saying you could do lots of stuff, which you could. Right. Some stuff's going to be a lot harder than others. For instance, calling on for sale by owners when you have no sales skills and you have a lot of reticence and you don't like rejection. That's a way to learn all that stuff. You know, that's a way to get a lot of rejection without a lot of payoff at the beginning. So the prioritized lead generation plan. The second one is to a, a way to measure and some standards to measure against. I was coaching this agent years ago that went to this seminar guru, and I always love it. They go to a guru, it tells them one thing, they don't like it, so they go to another guru, right? She liked this guru because he told her, all you have to do is stay in touch with the people you sold. And she was failing in real estate. And she came to me and she goes, I went to Mr. Guru and he told me this. I said, so Sally, how many homes did you sell last year? And she went, three. I said, Sally, how are you going to squeeze blood out of a turnip? (laughs) How are you going to get, you know, that 12, 15 transactions you want? So it's always a combination and it's always prioritized. And when you're measuring against standards, for instance, up and running says to contact 50 people, you know, in your first week, that's the standard. Right. So it helps you to figure out if I only contacted three this week, how in the world can I expect to sell a house my first right. week? But on the other hand, if you contacted 50, you got no appointments, we can help you with sales skills. Right. So it's invaluable to start thinking like a sales business person. The, the, the final thing is a business startup plan needs to be connected um, with the how. In other words, we, we can say, do this, do this, do this, do this. But if we don't also connect the how, most people are not going to go do something they don't know how to do. So a good business startup plan needs to be connected with the training to do that thing. Most The, the problem with most training pro- programs in real estate companies is there's no connection. Right. They, they don't start you with the business startup plan. They start you with training. How do I know? I've consulted many companies like this. I've taught in them where there was no connection. And so you end up as a new agent learning much, lots of stuff. And just like those agents this morning were saying, we tend to stay with the easy stuff that's non-threatening. Right. And in doing so, we unwittingly fail. So, if you have all these components, they remind you subconsciously of how to think like a top producer right? and how to act like it from the first day you're in the business. It'll make a huge difference in your career. I told the guys this morning, if you do this with these prioritizations and analyze your work, mm-hmm. Instead of taking you three to five years to feel like you could control your business, you probably do it in about one. Right. So th- those are the are the are the, are the 
main points I wanted to share with you guys of the five pretty much freebies that set you up for success at the beginning, and most new agents don't do, why don't you take advantage? And then the other things are the components of a business startup plan. So you can start acting like a business person, not just a, gosh, I hope I snag a, a sale, yeah. which is how I started because I didn't know any better. Right. <laughs> I have to, I, I, and here's the thing. it This is kind of like a recipe book. Yeah. If you just follow the recipe, now that doesn't mean you can't add a little extra salt or pepper or, you know, ingredients, mm -hmm. but follow the recipe and you'll succeed. I had a student just this past week. She wrote, sent me the nicest email and said, I, she followed all of the programs in our, in our book or, you know, that we tell them to do all of their various items that we have. She mm -hmm. followed all of those through. And she told me, she said, I went through your study guide. I went through the practice exams. I did this. She said, I passed on the first attempt. The test was a breeze for me. The same day, Carla, I get an email from another girl who said, I missed by 14 or 15 points. It was the hardest test I ever took. And I looked in her dashboard. She had never opened up half of the stuff we'd given her. It's like she had bought your book and didn't read it, but then yeah. said, why didn't I sell anything? But yeah. the other girl read through your book, you know, I'm using that as an analogy and she's been successful. And so, you know, that's what I try to tell people all the time. This is the recipe book. The recipes are proven and they're good. <laughs> you know, they've got five stars. Just follow the recipe and you'll uh, you'll do fine. So unfortunately, um, what was it? My mom always said, you, you know, something about there was some old saying about water and horses or cows. But anyway. oh, yeah, you <laughs> so, need a horse. So that's yeah. Water, but you can't make them drink or something. Yeah, yeah. That's right. There you something go. like that. Yeah. Well, Carla, thank you so much. You, this has been very good. Great tips. And, you know, you don't have to spend a lot of money. Now, here's the really cool thing. Carla does have a, a coaching program. Uh, I'm going to be sure and put her information in the show notes below. So you can, uh, she's got a free downloadable paper for you too, correct? Right. And I was, and I'll put that where they can, okay. where they can go to your website. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah. So look just like look it. in the show notes down below. We'll have a link to Carla's website. You can contact her about her coaching, other information. She's a, a great lady and has helped me a lot. We've, um, we've kind of been encouraging each other for years and in, in different parts and helping each other with our training and different items. So uh, thank you. Yeah, Carla. you guys, you you can really. I've got to say this too. Is you know, I've known John a long time, and there, as I said, there are a lot of people that go into this business, and especially when they go in the speaking and the writing part. Unfortunately, they go into it without a good real estate background to sell stuff. Right. And and so, and John is not like that. I mean, he 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 lives what he teaches, and he right. cares mostly about your success. So I always try to separate those because yeah. the gurus are, boy, some are fantastic speakers, but I know from actually doing the job for so long that this stuff is um, pr pretty, what do I want to say? 
it's <laughs> it's like sunshine and white clouds. It's right. yeah. that doesn't necessarily work in the real world. <laughs> well, you know, it's interesting, and but but you and I, and I think that's the key, and I want people to really take that away is you get your real estate license. Many of the people watching or listening to this are newly licensed. Keep moving on with education. Uh, that's what Carla and I have done. And you may want to be a teacher someday yourself, but it's interesting that Carla and I both love to speak. And we're probably, of all of the real estate instructors throughout the United States, there's probably only a handful of us who said, hey, I want to speak. So Carla and I both joined the National Speakers Association, which is like a whole different level for speakers. But we did that because we understand the value of education, of investing in a, a coach or an online training program. And that's what will really help you have longevity in this business. So anyway, reach out to Carla. Her information is below. And I know she uh, would love to have you as part of her. Uh, do you do you visit monthly or weekly or how do you do that? Actually, we do it weekly for anybody in the Up and Running and Real Estate Online Program. We have a weekly get together via Zoom, and okay. I kind of customize what we do uh, based on who's with us and what what their needs are. Good. All right. Well, Carla, again, thank you so much. You uh, appreciate your time. You're a great friend, and we've uh, been honored to have you on our podcast today. Thank you so much, John. My pleasure.